We made this. Hello everyone and welcome to Without a Mouse, the podcast where we usually watch and review the obscure and forgotten live action Disney movies on the hunt for a hidden gem. But that is not what we're going to do today. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm Tim. Hello, I'm your host as always. And we've got something a bit different today, a bit of a bonus episode. I'm joined uh, by our feline consultant, Mark Adams. Hello. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. How are you doing? Um, I'm all right, yeah. Um, still in lockdown. Still hate it. Still coping with it. You know. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it is what it is now, isn't it? It's it, it's the new normal. Doesn't yeah. mean I have to like it. No, definitely not. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I've asked Mark to join me today to... Do a little bit of, as I said, sort of bonus content because we haven't fully discussed the holiday that never was. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we we have discussed a little bit off air, and we've talked vaguely when we did the darn, that darn cat the other month. We did but... touch on it, and um, like I said at the time, I I really felt for you because <clears throat> it was clearly your dream holiday, and it was something that you'd very much looked forward to for the longest time. And having had one of those myself when I went to WrestleMania and having got to have that, knowing that you couldn't kind of broke my heart a little bit. Oh, that's, that's cute. But yeah, I, I piss off. (laughs) Sorry. Are you too old to be cute? I'm 41. I think that ship sailed, mate. (laughs) So, yeah, my thinking was there's this uh, beautiful and well-crafted Excel spreadsheet itinerary that I made for the holiday. And um, every time I've been going past the bag that I've spent three week, three months avoiding unpacking and seeing the itinerary laid on the top going to waste, I thought it would be a brilliant idea to kind of, and give me a little bit of closure as well by talking it through, but I thought... Me and Mark, I'm going to tell him my itinerary for each day, and Mark's going to rate each day that I'd planned out of 10. And I thought Mark would be a good guess because he's not exactly a Disney, um, you know, he's not their number one fan, especially when it comes to theme parks, but he does like it a little bit. And I thought I'd see if uh, I can win him over on some of these days and see what he reckons. So here's the thing first the first thing, you, you called me cute for having sympathy for a friend. You had a fucking spreadsheet for your holiday. Now that's cute. But the thing with Disney is you absolutely need one. Really? Because you do, because you have to plan so much of your trip before you go. Because you have to, because it's so busy and everything is in such high demand, you have to book all of your meals before you go. You've got to plan what rides you're going to get fast passes for you have to do those 60 days in advance if you're staying on property what happens got... if you don't you just don't get to so you can't eat you you legitimately can't eat if you haven't booked a, a, a restaurant at the mickey the mickey burger bar or, or the donald's 
vegan joint or whatever. Well, so it's not that you'd starve or anything like that because all of the quick service restaurants do, um, you know, it's just queue up and you, or you can order it over your phone. But we had the dining plan, which then gets you proper sit down meals. And these are proper restaurants. So you have to book. Otherwise you might not, you might get there and find every day they're already booked up because they do book up because they're so popular. So what and you're it's... saying is posh food. I get it now. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, to give an idea about the dining plan, Disney always do these offers f- for people in England when um they know it's going to be like the off season it's going to be quiet they try and attract um uk guests by doing things like um getting your meals included in your price and also things like um uh you get 14 days in the parks for the price of seven you get all of your cheesy um photos on the log flumes uh all included as well so with our package we got the quick service meal plan which was your yeah, fast food, but we paid a tiny little bit more to upgrade to like the proper sit down. You get one sit down meal every day, basically. Right. And, okay. Because uh, we knew we were going to be at Disney all day, every day for two weeks, and I think I think in that case, having an hour to just sit down and eat a meal in a relaxed atmosphere just seemed. For the price, worth that little extra bit of money, just to have a little bit of a chill out. That does sound good, right? And I get it, and that works really well. But I want to, I want to check something. Mm-hmm. Every two weeks, every day, you were going to be in the Disney theme park. Um, pretty much. Well, you, we're going to go through the itinerary, and you'll see why. We'd planned this as our Disney holiday. But, but for two weeks in Disney World, it's, I so I mean, right? I've been to Alton Towers. I like Alton Towers. I go to Alton Towers once a year, and that's brilliant. Yeah, I don't want to go to Alton Towers for a fortnight. That's the difference. You see, people who have not been to Disney parks, especially Disney World, which is obviously the biggest, really don't appreciate the scale of this place. But I have. I've been to Euro Disney, and in 1988, I can't remember which one's which. Um, the one in the one in California, near Los Angeles. I've been to that Disney place. Yeah, yeah. So th- again, that is. The proper old school original Disneyland. Is that Disneyland? It is, yeah. I've been there. But that's, again, still only the size of Alton Towers. It's only one park. Whereas Disney World, you've got um, four different theme parks, which have expanded and expanded and expanded. Um, There's... So many other things, and we're gonna we're gonna go through the itinerary anyway. But so Disney World is like four Disneylands. Yeah. Fuck. I did not know that. There's four theme parks. There's two water parks, so that's a day each for those. There's um, golf courses, mini golf. There's um, a massive shopping centre. There's just it is the biggest resort in the world. Good grief! I just thought it was like another version of Disneyland. I thought they were kind of the same. 
They basically bought half of Florida and were like, "Yeah, we're we're, we're gonna we're gonna make a, make a theme park." But the the plan was always for it to be like this massive, massive achievement and this massive resort. Um, because the the main thing being that California was so built up that they didn't have the space to build what they were hoping for. There's something like I think I heard today. There's something like thirty thousand um Disney hotel rooms in the resort. Thirty thousand. Good grief! Uh, that, 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 that's that's that, that's many. You're looking at over a million people on property every day. That's insane. I didn't realise it was anything like that scale. Okay, um, I, I'm my my mockery of you has reduced to <laughs> medium level rather than high level mockery because I had no idea of the scale of this thing. I just thought it was basically the same as Disneyland, but. Well, 22 years on since I went. You see, this is the thing where a lot of people do like have this um, sort of jokey view of adults that enjoy Disney because I think they do think that that people are flying all the way to Florida to spend two weeks at Alton Towers and the two things are just completely not comparable. (laughs) Well, yeah, I, I I wasn't being judgy. I just didn't really get it. And now you've explained it a bit. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right. I'll let you off then. I've, I've been to I've been to Euro Disney, but I preferred Park Asterix. I've never been to Park Asterix, but every time we're at Disney and I see the sign for it, I always want to give it a go and see what it's like. I preferred it. Right. Well, next time I go, I'll have to make sure I finally get there. Next time I'm in Paris. Um, yeah, so there's another um, elephant in the room for the reason of recording today as well, which is that uh, just to announce to everybody, our listeners, that Kirsty and I broke up the other week. And I just wanted to mention that we're still on good terms. We're still going to stay friends and everything like that. But um, a few listeners have actually been in contact recently asking about when the next decombobulated would be. So um, at the time of recording now, there probably won't be any more. We'll we'll have to see. But um, and the other thing is, um, Kirsty's kind of won the holiday, as it were, in the divorce. (laughs) You were being super sensitive, and then you called it (laughs) won the holiday in the divorce. Kirsty, I apologise on his behalf. <laughs> She's heard me say it before already. I'm sure she has, but not to everybody on your fucking podcast. <laughs> she knows I'm joking. But yeah, it's... Um, when I say one as well, I'm I'm only joking because we've agreed that... Um, she, well, basically her dad... If if we can't find a friend for Ker- who Kirsty could go with, um, Kirsty's dad's agreed to buy me out anyway. But... Um, because I did offer to say that, you know, if we wanted to go as, as friends, I would still be up for going together. Because we've technically rescheduled for September. But we, we're pretty sure that that's definitely not going to happen either. Um, but Kirsty's been trying this week to try and cancel it. Because Virgin have been so here and there and everywhere with what you can do to get your money back and things. And so they'd, they'd given her a form to fill in to say, and she's said that she wants a full refund 
But they've then replied to say that they're only talking to people who are flying within the next two weeks, even though they were the ones that sent her this initial email anyway. So we do, we, it's really like, up in the air. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's an impossible situation for everybody involved. Nobody wants... Yeah. No, nobody wants to go to Disneyland right now, surely. No. But I can't imagine that Virgin wants to give you your money back either. Yeah, I think the the two options are if they won't refund it, Kirsty said she can still she can still reschedule. So she would reschedule for like next year, maybe, um, and then I would get my half of the cash back from her dad. Or the other option is it gets cancelled and we both just get our money back. And either way, I'm kind of in the most fortunate position of then I can put that money in the bank and if I want to go back again, you know, I I have the luxury of waiting till I'm personally sure that it's completely safe and then I can rebook. So that's if I end up going, that's what's going to happen. But who knows at this point? (laughs) Well, who knows for next week? Things things are changing so rapidly. By the time this goes out, we could sound a little bit silly. There might be yeah. a cure. There won't be a cure. <laughs> but yeah, shall we shall we crack on with this then? Let's. I'm actually okay. quite excited now. I, now I understand it. I thought I was going to just sit here and mock you. Like I thought I thought <laughs> we were going to be like on Monday we'll meet Donald. On Tuesday we'll meet Spider Man and. <laughs> Because I thought, because like I say, as we've established, I thought you were going to like a big ass Disney Alton Towers. So I'm actually genuinely fascinated by this now. Cool. Every day, we prepare to make your dreams come true in ways you've never imagined. Come live your dream during the year of a million dreams going on right now at the place where dreams come true. Visit DisneyParks.com Right, well... Um, obviously, it's a two-week itinerary. I'm not sure how long it's going to take to do this. So we might end up just covering one week and then do the other week another time, or we might speed through. I don't know. Um, so, yes, the holiday was due to begin on the 16th of March, 2020, which was the exact day that Disney World closed for everything. Like, shit. <laughs> literally the same day. Um, so... Obviously, our first day, um, as listeners probably know, I'm I get really bad motion sickness, so I don't travel very well. And a nine-hour flight from Florida is literally my version of hell. So we had basically planned for the first day to do bugger all because we were due to arrive in Florida, well, into the th- um, the hotel about four p.m. So we were just going to hang around at the hotel that day. Um, we're in the hotel. We were going to be in the hotel Port Orleans French Quarter, which is nice. based. Yeah, it's it's all fashioned around um, uh, New Orleans, obviously. I, well, I've I've been to New Orleans. Oh, so right, that, cool. And I love New Orleans. Not that I think I'm ever going to get to retire, but 
I would totally retire in New Orleans. It's it's a wonderful, wonderful city. And um, I'm already convinced. If it's New Orleans themes, that sounds good to me. Is that where you're staying for the whole thing? Or are you going to be dotted around? Yeah, so we were we were planning for the whole thing. Um, and it's a, re- it's a very popular resort for people coming from... Uh, England but yeah the re the resort is beautiful because it's all like in in uh intricate raw iron work and just looks very um turn of the century kind of oh, it's just beautiful um architecture just like in New Orleans lots of houses with big beautiful balconies and stuff um but it was actually New Orleans I went to for my Wrestlemania holiday that I oh, touched was on it? earlier and oh cool we made a point when we went of changing a lot of wrestling fans will go to every single wrestling show they can regardless of which city it's in they will get tickets for all of the wrestling shows over that week and it could have been anywhere you know it could have been in wrestlemania wolverhampton and they'd have (laughs) they'd have seen none of wolverhampton like they saw none of new orleans but we made an absolute point of going and seeing the real New Orleans, drinking in the pubs that weren't really very touristy. Yeah. Eating like fresh seafood. And we, we, we even kayaked in the swamps and I was about a meter wow. away from a baby alligator. We went and we went to Audubon Zoo, you know, and I feel like that's important regardless of what event you're going on. Absolutely. And what event you're going to, the reason for your holiday is if you're going to somewhere as historic as New Orleans, is that you really, really should make sure you see the city as well as the event. So if you're telling me that you're planning your holiday on making sure you see everything, you're actually going to get my seal of approval here. (laughs) Well, Florida is rather unfortunately uh, got fuck all apart from Disney, really, especially Orlando. Um, So this was the the plan was to pretty much not step foot off property at all, except for on this first day, we had planned to go to Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? I cannot judge because when we went, Again, when we went to America, we 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 did we did like three a three part holiday: New York, New Orleans, and Las Vegas. One of the first things we did was plan: when are we going to Walmart? <laughs> well, the main thing for us it was on this holiday was that um, the mainly drinks in the parks are just so fucking expensive. So the plan was to go to Walmart and just like buy shitloads of bottled water and things like that. Little snacks so that it would keep the price down. Because obviously we got all of our meals included, but it's you get one fast food meal a day, you get one sit down meal a day, and then you get two snack credits. Um, and they can be used for drinks, but people say not to bother because it's a bit of a waste of money. So basically those two snack credits are going to be your breakfast maybe. So right. yeah, we were trying to keep costs down, buy some bottles of water. Um, the problem as well in Florida is the um, the tap water is very high. It's got a really weird eggy sulfur flavor, which is disgusting. 
<laughs> so we weren't you can't save money by going to the water fountains unless you're really okay with that and when i f- went to florida when i was a kid when i was about eight years old and um, i was hospitalized with food poisoning after the third day so i'm very paranoid about drinking the water for that reason <laughs> yeah we we didn't go anywhere near tap water when we were in the states as well bloody no. hell i was planning on taking the piss out of you and so far i've done nothing but agree with you <laughs> Yeah, so that was the plan. And then for the evening meal, um, so with our quick service credit, so like fast food, um, they have this brilliant restaurant in French Quarter um, called the Sasagula Floatworks. And basically it's it's kind of like, you know, they, they all do your standard burgers and, and pizzas and things like that. But that one also did a lot of um, Southern uh, American cuisine, a lot of Creole kind of spiced, like jambalayas, shrimp and grits, gumbo, stuff like Mate. that. So um, I... Having been to New Orleans, get that food in you. The food in New Orleans is amazing. If it's anything resembling authentic, get it in you. Full approval. Yeah, so that would have been the first day. So not much happening it sets kind of a benchmark so we need to we we haven't decided a scoring system for this i mean i was thinking basically just out of 10 but 10 what i don't know 10 mickey mouses or some shit <laughs> 10 sumsums <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so there you go mark what do you think to my first day in disney i think your first day is a very sensible day you have given yourself time to get there and not rushed into the first activity because, uh, planes and customs and, uh. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you, it's a very sensible day, if not spectacular, but it does have Creole food, which <laughs> is a good look for me. So I'm going to give you a nice solid six sumsums for a starter day. Brilliant. I would have enjoyed that day. Okay, so that is set setting the benchmark then. Okay, so we've got to get higher than that. So on our next day, so the Tuesday, 17th of March, I mean, when you on your first day in Disney, what what else can you do but go and visit the Magic Kingdom? This is this is your Disneyland mark. So Right. This is your California Disneyland or your Disneyland Paris. These are the it's the park that you know with a castle in it. Um is Disneyland Paris Euro Disney? Yes, it was originally called Euro Disney, but what Disney didn't know when they built it is in in America the term Euro sounds exotic and f- mysterious and fancy and and high class whereas Euro over here just means nothing and it sounds sounds a bit like industry speak like we've got a euro park which is an industrial estate in grimsby like it, <laughs> so uh... the locals did not like it being called euro disney so they changed it to disneyland paris like two years after it opened or some shit oh i thought it was just both no it's it's the same thing but with different name uh, okay good right good carry on sorry yep. So yeah, we get to the Magic Kingdom. Um, we were due to have breakfast here as one of our meal credits um, at a restaurant called Be Our Guest, which is basically designed to be like Beast's Castle in Beauty and the Beast. So you go in and it is the beautiful um, ballroom from that film. And it's kind of half fast food, half proper sit-down dining and they actually bring your food out to you and right the thing is everyone who's because i haven't kind of mentioned off, off the top of this but 
I haven't actually been to Disney since I was 15. So it has completely changed since I was there. Um, but we've done a lot of research as to what we should be doing. A lot of people right. say not to bother with Be Our Guest because the food isn't great. But as a first day kind of, it seems like a, a, a fun kind of cheesy breakfast to kind of get us in the spirit of things. Yeah. One question, right? Yeah. When you have a cup of tea, will <laughs> it be served in an Angela Lansbury teapot? Oh, God, I I don't know, but it fucking should because be. Because that will be a bonus sum sum if you can guarantee that there's an Angela Lansbury teapot. Or at least a chip in the teacup. <laughs> <laughs> if there wasn't, I'd just smash it on the side of the table. Just yeah, for, yeah, get just it for authenticity. Helping. Yeah. yeah. But then there's one room in the restaurant as well that's the, is it the East Wing that they're not supposed to go in that's all like spooky and there's the, uh, the rows that you can see on the side and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very well themed. A lot of these places are very fun theming, just not just a restaurant as such. So that was that. And then our fast passes for that day. So as I said, we you have to book your fast passes for the rides 60 days in advance to make sure that you actually get the rides you want. So Bloody on hell. I know this is why you need your itinerary. Um and so our fast passes for that day were after breakfast Pirates of the Caribbean to start with. You have to get a fast pass for Pirates of the Caribbean. That's the really lame one where you're just in a boat and there's, <gasps> and there's like mechanical pirates going, yar, yar, yar. Mark, how dare you? What? How am I wrong? <laughs> pirates of the Caribbean's a classic. It's a classic, but it's like, it's naff. You're in a, it, 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 there's no like, like, it's not a roller coaster. It's just, a, a cute little boat ride with mechanical pirates. <laughs> well, the thing to remember with me as well is I can't do the big roller coasters because they make me throw up. So my oh view... dear, minus many sumsums <laughs> for not going on the decent shit and just going on the uh, on the placid crap that I'm not interested in. Are you looking forward to It's a Small World? Are you? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Fucking hell. We'll get, right, okay. So you don't have to get fast passes for all these rides. There will be times when they're not massive queues, but getting them really does help because especially um, these days, the parks are just full every day, nearly to capacity. So you end up, um, you can wait like two, three hours for rides. So fast passes are vital for the rides that I mean, you want. Yeah, I, I get, I get that, but surely... Surely not for like it's a small world and 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 Pirates of the Caribbean. That that's like getting a fast pass to go and sit in the gardens at all the towers. <laughs> oh God, Mark, this is good. this is not boding well for the rest of our uh, itinerary. I'm telling you now. <laughs> right. So, so it's right before we move on. So you're not going to go on Space Mountain. You're not going to go on any of the good shit. I'm. Very undecided with Space Mountain because Space Mountain doesn't go upside down. That's the thing that really um, messes me up is whenever a ride does a loop or a corkscrew, I can't handle that. Well, yeah, it might be for you, but, you know, I've got to be there all day and I don't want to throw up. So there are a few bigger rides that won't be on the list, but Space Mountain, I'm not sure because you can't... It's in the dark, which seems like it might be a big issue for me, but I've never ridden it. 
So when I go to Alton Towers, if I'm not feeling completely woozy by the end of it, that's a bad Alton Towers. <laughs> anyway, that was our first fast pass. Pirates of the Caribbean. It's not that I'm. It's not that I'm saying you shouldn't go on Pirates of the Caribbean. It's fun, but I'm surprised that you felt like you needed to book a fast pass for it. That's all I'm saying. I bloody love Pirates of the Caribbean, so it's one of my favourites. So have they done it up since 1988, or is it still? Oh cap? yeah, yeah, yeah. They've done it up. Um, there's um, lots of. Um, they've tied the story into the the films they've retrofitted okay. a lot of the so they've got brand new animatronics in some places including like a really um fancy uh, johnny depp animatronic that just looks like a real person moving which is really cool oh so it's a souped up pirates of the caribbean yes okay i'm a little bit more interested then okay then our second fast pass now this is one of the few ones that me and kirsty disagreed on um because I feel like it's a waste of a fast pass, but that is to meet Mickey Mouse. I find the costume characters a little bit odd. I, yeah. I know someone who works in Nickelodeon, and he can't say, I play Raphael. He has to say he has he's a to friend say, of. I am friends with Raphael. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I would happily go a full Disney trip and not go and meet a character. Um, it's not something that interests me, and I think it's a bit of a, a waste of time, really. I mean, when you were going to the parks in the 80s, there was a lot more of characters just wandering around that you could just bump yeah. into and say hi. They well, don't that's do how that. I imagined it, that you just yeah. you just wander around, and, oh, Goofy's over there, oh, bloody hell, there's Peter Pan. But you well, just get, went up to them and asked them for a photo, and they'd stop when I was doing it. Yeah, they've stopped doing that now, mainly because, again, the parks are so busy that a costume character can, like, back up a whole side of the park because if people start crowding them and block the entrance to a ride or whatever it all backs up so now it's basically you have to go to specific areas and oh. keep and queue to meet people which is That's a bit annoying sad. yeah so so it's like a comic-con but with people in in furry outfits essentially yeah and it's free at least it's included oh, okay. in your ticket so we were going to meet mickey and minnie um Kirsty was adamant on it, and I was happy to do it, to be fair. But it wouldn't have been my first pick by a long shot. Um, and then our last pick is there's a new uh, coaster called the Seven Dwarves Mine Train. And it's a bit like... You'll have been on Thunder Mountain, won't you? Yeah. So it's kind of similar to that in kind in terms of... um, It's not over the top the ride it'll be fine for me but the gimmick of this one is all of the um cars on the coaster are mine cars that um rock side to side so as well as the actual route for the track also each individual car is rocking as well so that sounds great and then as yes, well there is good. a section where you actually go through the mine and they've got animatronics of all the uh dwarves uh digging the uh gems out as well not so bothered about that bit. I want it to be fast and scary, but yeah, that sounds all right. I'm, I'm, I'm in. For, I'm in for the Seven Dwarves. Good. Okay. And that's that's the big ticket item for the day. That's the one that you can struggle to get a fast pass for. So those are our three fast passes. We've had breakfast. Then we had booked for our evening meal at Skipper Canteen, um, which is they have the Jungle Cruise uh, River Expedition, which is one of the rides. And they have a restaurant there that's themed to kind of like an African uh, safari canteen for all the workers on the Jungle Cruise. And it's kind of um, 
the theme for the menu is kind of generic um, world cuisine from a bit from everywhere. But it's a really mm. nice restaurant, um, apparently. It's one of the better ones in Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom, they you do struggle to have nice places to eat, apparently. So I, I feel like if it's an African-themed look, it should have African food and not... Yeah, I, know, I, I, I agree. Know, French food or German food or whatever in it. But, all right. I would probably, if I went there, I would probably make sure I had the African food, but that's because I really like food from all of the countries in all of ever. And if there's a restaurant from a country I've not ate their food from, I really want to go there. Well, I think um, the the Jungle Cruise, technically... um, Although it's one ride, your junk, it's a ride through the rivers of, um, every continent, I think. So okay. it's kind of themed the same. So, you know, one section is India, one section is Africa and things like that. So I guess the cuisine is kind of reflecting that in that it is a bit of everything from everywhere. So I, I get where you're coming from, but it's, I mean, uh, one of my favorite restaurants in Manchester is an Ethiopian restaurant and it's wonderful. Cool. The, uh, the the lady who runs it um, get like charges you nothing and then gives you gigantic, <laughs> massive portions. And, I'm always and, up for that. <laughs> and, and gets quite upset with you if you don't finish. <laughs> She's amazing. <laughs> and I would want that to be my African experience because, you know, the, of the one Ethiopian restaurant I've ever been to, that's how I see Ethiopian cuisine now. Well, after this recording, I'll try and find you the menu for Skipper Canteen, and you'll be able to see what you'd want to eat from it. All right. Okay. In theory, as long as there's actually some something vaguely authentic there, then that does sound dead good, actually. Okay. So that was it. That was our concrete plans that we had for our first day, in, full day in Disney. What do you reckon? Okay, so... Some, 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 sums for making the right choice, going there first. Because if you, if you thought about doing anything else other than that first, it could put you off because you'd be thinking, when am I going to the Magic Kingdom? So yeah, I think that's good. Um, the mind train gets you points. <laughs> the, the, the Mickey and Minnie does not. Um, <laughs> does it what remove was the other points? Thing? Oh, Pirates of the Caribbean wasn't going to get you any points but it's i think i'm neutral on it now now that i know it's been kind of souped up since i was there and the evening meal sounds good and as long as there's an angela lansbury teapot so does the uh, breakfast there, meal. i'm sorry there's not going to be a lansbury teapot is there really let's face it <laughs> i think that was another solid day i'm going to give it I really liked your first day, even though you weren't doing much. I think I'm going to give it a six sum-sums. Okay, yeah, all right. Really shows how you just don't get it, Mark. Is that right? <laughs> I don't know. That's the thing. I haven't even been either, so I can't remember it. Well, I have, but not for years. Right, so, second day. This was the big one. This okay. is Hollywood Studios with the intentions of doing the Star Wars shit. I mean, right, here's the thing about Star Wars. I'm a fan of Star Wars. I don't, you know, I don't 
love Star Wars. I couldn't tell you all the name of all the bounty hunters that talk to Darth Vader. But I quite like Star Wars. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all right with Star Wars. I like Star Wars. I think the world's cool. I like how the fact that you can have very, very different stories told in this gigantic, really well thought out world. But I'm not like obsessive about it. And, and, and you either seem to not like Star Wars or obsess about Star Wars. There aren't yeah. many people like me. But I do quite like Star Wars, so I think I'm going to enjoy this day. Well, I think you will enjoy this park, and I'll give you a bit of history, a, a potted history of how the Star Wars land has been made, which is that before that, a good... We're getting on for a good few years ago now. Um, I'm sure you know they've got Harry Potter attractions at Universal Studios. Right. And they... J.K. Rowling kept a heck of a lot of creative control over what they did when building that area of Universal Studios. And what she wanted, which is very different from normal theme parks, is she wanted it, the whole area to be completely immersive and feel like you were in the world of Harry Potter. Not at a theme park where you were doing rides that were kind of vaguely themed. Like, this was um, Hogsmeade from Harry Potter. So... So even down to going into the shops, nothing in the shops had Harry Potter branding on it. Everything, all the merchandise is made as if you are a wizard, witch or wizard, buying things from the real life Hogsmeade. So this is the kind of level of immersion and it had never been done in theme parks before. So it, and wherever you look, you're not going to see this, you know, staff only or backstage or, you know, um, the bits holding up the roller coasters and shit. Like everywhere you look, you're in this world. And it made Universal relevant again and made them billions of dollars. So Disney, when they came to building Star Wars, they decided that they were going to do exactly the same. Um, and they've built this whole uh, little section of the park, which is called Galaxy's Edge, but is actually... um what's it called black spire outpost in the, on the planet of batu and when you arrive there it's like you're on this planet all the shops again the merchandise is as if you're buying um stuff from the actual traders in the market so all the toys and stuff are made to look like they were handmade by people in town and things like that so and all of the rides they dress up the people or they say yep. in a star wars t-shirt yeah they all dress up as um as if they are um, locals to the planet. Um, there are nearly all of the signs are written in the language of Star Wars, which I always forget. I think it's Arabesh. Um, and you actually have to use your phone to translate them, um, which is really cool. Um, so it's completely immersive. So as someone who likes the world building element of Star Wars, I think you would really like this land. You are right. This does sound va- rather good. Yeah. And there's two rides one of which is a again they're they're very immersive so one is a simulator of ride uh, piloting the millennium falcon where it is literally a video game and between um six of you you actually pilot the millennium falcon and either win or lose the game fuck yeah so it's yeah done. yeah that this yeah. all sounds good to me so far then the other ride which they didn't open until December. Um, it's called Rise of the Resistance, and that one is basically, um, it's you are escaping from a star destroyer, basically, and it's got multiple sections to the ride. Um, there's bits of animatronics, there's simulator bits, but basically, because obviously, 
you've got to get to the Star Destroyer. So in the in Black Spire Outpost, you board a rebel ship, which then becomes a simulator and simulates you flying up to the Star Destroyer, and then you get out of that section do the Star Destroyer ride, and it ends with you uh, crash landing on the planet again. Okay, this sounds this sounds a little bit further on from Captain EO when I went <laughs> to Disney. Oh yes, definitely. Yeah. Not that Captain EO was bad. <laughs> well, Captain EO himself was. <laughs> well, no, the, the actor who played Captain EO. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, let's let's not go there. Right. So Do yeah. they not have Captain EO anymore then? No, they don't. Nowhere. Can I not go and see it in Paris? Uh when when Michael Jackson died, it had already been removed from every park, but for a oh. for a short period they brought it back to pretty much every park, I think. Um until all the allegations came out again. And then they scrapped it for good, I think. I don't think we're ever going to see it again. Yeah, I think can you, you can watch it on YouTube? I imagine you probably can. Yeah, so back to this day. We're in Hollywood Studios. The pl- As I say, the plan was to do all of Star Wars. Except there was a bit of a hitch when we came to it. Which is that um, with your Fast Passes in Hollywood Studios, they have a tier system. And all of the good rides are in tier one. And all of the shit that nobody wants to do is in tier two. And you can only do one ride from tier one each day. So rather than doing all of the Star Wars stuff, we've had to kind of split it up and do it in all different days. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, it's a bit annoying that. Star Um, Wars Day would have been well good. Yeah. You've just lost a sum sum and it wasn't your fault. (laughs) Right. So our first thing that we were going to do on this day was head to the Droid Depot, which is a shop where you can build your own astromech droid to take home. Life size. I wish. (laughs) Well, they do have a life size R2-D2 that you can buy, but it's $25,000. I don't have $25,000. No, me neither. Whereas the one that you can build, $100. How big is it? Um, We're talking lunchbox size. Bit bigger. So about the size of a cat. Yeah, a cat size R2 unit. And um, I mean, I would like that because it would remind me of equal parts droid and cat. Yeah. And I really like cats and I do like the droids. You could hollow it out and take the head off and then sit a cat in it and then drive it around your living room. I, I mean, my cat would not appreciate this, but <laughs> yes, you could. Yeah. So this is kind of just, we were, we've been trying so hard not to just sucker ourselves into spending shitloads of extra money on things, but this is the one thing that we decided we would definitely want to do. And yeah, so. Again, you have to put that in ahead of time. Then our fast passes for the day, um, we had Smuggler's Run, um, which is the uh, Millennium Falcon ride, which I just mentioned. Then we also had a ride called Toy Story Mania. And this one is you're in a little car and you're going through the um, the kind of scenery. But as you go in, it's um, all big... Uh, 3D screens and you have a catapult that you're uh, firing uh, to rack up big high scores. So it's a fun kind of interactive shooty game. So it's like the haunted house at Alton Towers but with catapults. And Toy Story characters. 
Yeah, that sounds pretty cool, actually. I do get <laughs> really competitive on that bloody haunted house. I come out of the haunted house knackered. Yeah. My thing that about that haunted house that does my head in, though, I hate when a haunted house, every section of the ride has a different kind of style, visual style, and it doesn't feel like it's... Um, consistent throughout it's like they've bought you know when the ride's been added to shitloads of times throughout the years and nothing matches yes yes the, the, it definitely has that vibe you're like, absolutely right like one point you're looking at a, a cartoon ghost and the next minute there's literally a rotting corpse that kind of thing yeah it is a bit like that you are right don't care shoot stuff <laughs> i'm shit at aiming so i hate shooting stuff in the rides usually I have, I, I, it has to be fun without me doing a good uh, a good score for me. But yeah, that's it has to be fun as long as I can win. <laughs> that's it, basically. I'm 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 only competitive when I've got a chance. Then, <laughs> then our third fast pass for that day, classic, the Hollywood Tower of Terror. Tell me about that. So, it seemed around around the TV show, The Twilight Zone. Okay, um, right. And it's supposed to be a haunt. You're basically going to a haunted hotel. You're going up in the works elevator because the to your room because the main elevator is bust. And as you're going up, all these mysterious things happen. And then basically, it's just a dr- glorified drop tower. It pretty much invented the genre of the drop tower. So the uh, the lift starts malfunctioning and just keeps going up and down, up and down, really fast. So are we talking like decent death drop, like the one at Blackpool? Or are we talking Willy Wonka? We are talking like 20 stories high kind of shit. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I thought you might like that one. That's that's the thing, you see, I like adrenaline rides. I like the, the rush, but it's just literally uh, going backwards or going upside down just does me nothing. So I can't do them. So there are rides, and then for our evening meal, we were off to the Sci-Fi Dining, which is an indoor drive-through movie theatre themed like the fifties, where you sit in a convertible and they bring you your food. Fuck me, that sounds amazing! And they've got like old-school um, commercials and cartoons and clips of films playing on the screen whilst you're eating, but it's made to look like you're outside. Amazing. Right. That sounds brilliant. I went very briefly. There was a, um, an outdoor cinema in Manchester, but what it really was was a, um, they'd knocked down a factory, put a screen on the wall of another factory, and then done a deal with Domino's so that they would deliver Domino's to your car. <laughs> And you had to tune in your um, radio yeah, to yeah. the to the, the frequency, and there was no point that you couldn't get out of the car and sit on a deck chair. So if you had four people, the people in the back could see fuck all, and it was cack. Yeah, but because we don't have that experience in Britain whatsoever, really. The the idea of it appealed to me and my friends so much that we went. And because it was shit and not what we were expecting, funnily enough, it didn't last very long. Yeah. Well, there's one that travels around the country and basically um, puts up a screen in car parks in shopping centres. 
because we've been to it when it came to York once. We wanted to go see the Lion King, but li- the the problem with we England, do like the Lion King, yeah. The problem with England is the weather is too unpredictable for a drive-through cinema because we were we booked to go see the Lion King and a little bit of rain caused it to be cancelled because it's oh. they can't do it if you've got to use your wipers. So we ended up getting a re- well, we got an exchange and ended up having to go see Top Gun the week after, and we didn't really want to see Top Gun, but oh. but yeah, so yeah, that is our. Our Wednesday, what do you think? That was a pretty spectacular day. <laughs> Walking through Star Wars, making a droid, death drop coolness, another ride that I didn't hate the idea of, and then a proper American drive through 50 cinema. Mate, I would have loved that day. When I was putting this idea of doing this together, I thought sci-fi dining is going to, it's got Mark written all over it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, the thing is, I don't know what's coming. I do want to, I do want to give that day 10 sumsums, but what if there's a day slightly better? That's going to get nine sumsums. Cause okay. that sounds, okay. that sounds fucking ace. That does. I would have loved that day. So that's a good gold standard day. Right. Okay. So the next day, the, so this is Thursday, the 19th of March. We were going to go during the morning and the early afternoon to the first water park of the trip, Blizzard Beach. So Blizzard Beach in the Florida heat is um, themed to winter and snow, which I think's just lol. <laughs> That's beautifully peculiar. I approve <laughs> of it. So, so wait a minute. You'll be walking around in like your, your swimming trunks. But it's themed to be like wintry. Yeah, and I think that's Brilliant. kind of the irony of it, and I think it's it's spot on that. Um, Brilliant. Have you been to many water parks in your life? I have. I've been to like um, I've been to quite a few on holiday with my folks and stuff. I've been to Water World in Stoke, the only good thing <laughs> in Stoke, and um, no, no, one of two good things in Stoke. Waterworld and Pro Wrestling for You, the best wrestling in Stoke. Their commentator's excellent. Cool. Well, they're it's kind me. of... Oh, right. I, I missed that one. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> so, yeah, Blizzard Beach. Um, the Disney water parks, they have your kind of standard rides and your lazy rivers and your uh, wave pools and stuff. But even those are themed really strongly so it's not just you know a bright green tube that you're riding through so like it's got one of the tallest um right uh water slides in probably america i think um and it's made to look like a ski jump (laughs) brilliant because of the theme so yeah it's it's cool and then um they don't have as at the water parks they don't have proper restaurants so we were just getting fast food when we were there then this is where the whole problem with um your fast passes at being on tiers is we then decided after the th- uh, blizzard beach because it closes at five in the afternoon that after then we would go back to hollywood studios to do some of our other fast passes so there's a brand new the the newest ride in in disney world is this new mickey mouse themed ride which is called runaway railway and it's got 
incredible technology how they they make this so you start off it's a trackless ride so you start off in this train that's um the driver is goofy and as you're going things go wrong and all of the carriages go off on their own different route which is pretty cool um and all of the scenery is all um projection mapping um so everything is moving constantly this does sound cool um and it's the first ever um mickey mouse themed ride which is mental that they've never had one before um and no they haven't have they no no grief have you watched any of the new mickey mouse shorts on disney plus because you've got disney plus haven't you no i watched steamboat willie and i didn't like the animal abuse in it so i got the ump with mickey mouse (laughs) well the new ones aren't anywhere near as bad but um that it uses that new uh art style which is really cool um but yeah, this ride, I've, I've purposely tried not to see too much of it because of it being new. Um, but now that I'm probably not going to Disney for two or three years, I might actually watch it now. <laughs> so that, yeah. so we did that because we couldn't get it the other day. And then because we had fast passes to use and stuff, we decided to do Toy Story Mania again that day. Um, and then we also, in the evening, we were going to the Star Wars Cantina for a drink because you have to book for that as well. But it is literally like a cantina out of Star Wars. There's a DJ that is a, a droid in the corner, and all of the drinks come in weird little uh, glasses and different colours. They even have a drink that uses um, Szechuan flowers, which cause um, a numbing sensation when you drink it. So your tongue goes numb. <laughs> Do you have to say spelunky before you shoot someone as well? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> but yeah, so that's another one where we it's an extra expense because you can't use your meal credits or your drinks credits in there. You have to pay money. But um, you can get a tiki glass in the shape of a pog. So you, when you... Oh my goodness. <laughs> so you kind of have to when you can do that. Can you keep the tiki glass in the shape of a pork? Yes, and you you charge through the teeth for it, but you can do. <laughs> I like porgs. They also have an an indoor themed tiki mug, which is more my style. So, but yeah, what's wrong with porgs? I mean, they're all right, but you know, there's what. Look, you've already offended me with your hot takes about Pirates of the Caribbean, so let's call it even. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's our day. Swimming in Star Wars. What do you think? Well, I do like a water park. Um you didn't go into quite as much detail about the water park as I'd like. Are there any kind of really kind of white knuckle shit going on at that water oh, park? Oh yeah, there are. Yeah, there's ones that you're going to uh, scrape all the skin off your knees kind of shit. The, the oh, ma- f- right, good. That's what I wanted. The main thing good. with the water parks is I don't remember that much about them because I haven't been for so long and I've I've only been to that one. I never got to go to the other one, which we'll talk about later. Right. Well, as long as there's some good kind of proper scary ass slides and stuff, the water park sounds brilliant. I do like a water park. The cantina sounds wonderful. And I mean, Toy Story again. Eh, all right. But the yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good solid day. Eight some sums. Cool. Eight some sums for that. I one. would have very much enjoyed that day. <laughs> Right, so then the next day we're going to go for some, in inverted commas, culture. Because we're going on the Friday to Epcot. Um, do you know much about I've Epcot? i always wanted to go to that. So the theme of Epcot used to be that it was um, kind of... 
there's a world the world showcase which is kind of a a year-round world's fair where um it's various different countries that are um well i say various different countries they were originally built and funded by the countries that they represent so they did have a say in how they came out and it's but obviously you're still in the middle of florida pretending you're in china and it's a bit weird but <laughs> oh, i thought that was space the epcot center well that's it that's half of it and then the other half is uh was science themed but that's kind of um gone a little bit now it's not quite as strong as it used to be because the problem was when you when you set your theme of science and technology science and technology changes every bloody year and it was a nightmare for Disney to constantly have to be updating it. And they used to, it cost too much money. So they've really pared back the sort of science side of it and gone way heavier on the world culture side. And they've actually got plans oh. to um, completely overhaul the other side. Um, but I can't really remember off the top of my head what they're doing with that. But that, that's all in the, that was in all the pipeline um, to be done you know, over the next few years and then COVID-19 happens. So that's probably going to get mm. scaled back anyway now. Um, so the plans for that day were nine o'clock in the morning. We had our first fast pass, which was to go on the Frozen ride in Norway. Good. Are you a fan of Frozen? I don't like Frozen. I'm not seeing Frozen. Is Frozen 2 out yet? Or, or... Uh, Yeah, you've missed that one. Have I? Yeah, long way. It was like at Christmas. Was it any good? It was. Mm, I didn't like. Um, it. I didn't like it. I, but I heard a rumor she was going to be a lesbian. Is she a lesbian? Of course, she's not a fucking lesbian. Oh, that would mean Disney actually, you know, giving a shit. But they don't. They don't oh, give. I thought she was going to be a lesbian. They don't give a toss about us, Mark. Uh, right, but um, I think it might even be on Disney Plus now. If you want to watch it, not now. She's not a lesbian. <laughs> But yeah, this used to be because um, it because w- it was in Norway. It used to be a ride themed to Vikings, um, and I used to really like this when I went before. But they basically it's exactly the same ride, but they ripped out all the Vikings and replaced them with princesses. <laughs> so it's not like Valhalla then. It used to be, but Valhalla was like dead good and dead scary, and you got wet. Yeah. Oh, oh, you mean the actual ride Valhalla in? Uh, Blackpool. Blackpool. I've not yeah. been on that. Well, good. I, I've only been to pl- the Pleasure Beach once. It was freezing cold that day, and I heard that you get really wet, so I didn't do it. You do. <laughs> so that was the first ride. Then the second ride um, was, on our Fast Passes, was Journey to Imagination. And any Disney fan out there will probably be uh, screaming at me for having picked this, because it's apparently shit. But we were really struggling to find three things to get Fast Passes for in Epcot, because a lot of them are things that I can't do. So this ride is... Like, like, for example, what? So there's a ride called Soarin', which is basically like you're in a giant paraglider and it's a huge screen and it simulates you flying over the world and it's supposed to be really cool but um for me it i it just simulators make me feel sick regardless Sounds fucking ace though oh yeah like this is the thing all of the rides that i can't do at disney are ones that i really wish i could which is so annoying but the good thing about disney is like when i go to walton towers there's like three rides i can go on in the whole park Whereas at least Disney, because it's aimed at families, um, there is a lot more stuff that I can do that I just can't do in an English theme park. 
I, I think that you and I would irritate each other at Alton Towers. We'd arrive and never see each other because we'd just have to disappear and do our own things. Yeah. Have you been on Wicker Man yet at Alton Towers? Oh, mate. Well, good. I've been on that. I went the day... Right, so it was supposed to open uh, two years ago, I think it was. And the week that it was supposed to open was when we had a really bad blizzard. And so Alton Towers could not open. <laughs> so Funny that. Yeah, I ended up going the second day of operation, um, which was just a fluke that I'd arranged months in advance... But it just happened to be that it was the second day that they were actually able to open. So I was one of the first few people to get on the ride. And because it was still absolutely freezing, there was hardly anybody there. And I got on twice in a day. And it was a Friday, I think. And then the very next day on the Saturday, people were queuing six hours to get on it. And I'd been on it twice. Yeepers. Yeah. But it is a fucking good. Though, good. Isn't it? Oh, it's so good. If you for our international listeners, um, all three of you, um, Wickerman is a brand new wooden roller coaster, and it's insanely good. I don't get it. You like Wickerman, but you won't go on the good shit at Disney. Wicker, you're not listening to me, Mark. It has to either do a corkscrew, do a loop. Or go backwards. If it does any of those things, I can't do it. If it doesn't, oh, you're I right. can. Command doesn't loop, does it? Because it's Cause yeah, made of okay, fair play. It's made of wood, mate. Of course, it doesn't loop. Yeah, yeah, fair play, fair play. <laughs> All right, it's still well good though. This is the thing that shows that I do have the passion for these rides, and I do love them. I just can't do them. <laughs> it's a fucking nightmare because Alton Towers, everything apart from that, goes upside down. <laughs> Is it right? Is it a health reason or is it a worse reason? No, it's a health reason because. Oh, okay, that's because fine. Because I get motion sickness if I if it that's sends fine. me upside down, I feel like I'm going to throw up. Because I the the one that nearly pushed well, it did push me over the edge was thirteen. Because that one oh, again, that's so good. It's a great ride up until the last little section where it goes backwards, especially because it's going. Oh, you just ruined it for everybody. Yeah, it goes backwards in the dark, and I know that's supposed to be a surprise, but it. Fuck with my That's head. That's the best bit. The, 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 it's just... Oh, it's great. I loved it. But anyway, back to Disney. <laughs> Sorry, yes. Yeah, so Journey into Imagination, meh. Then um, the other um, Fast Pass was for Spaceship Earth, and that's the giant golf ball that everybody knows. And inside it, it's a dark ride, and it's um, basically the, the story of communication. So it starts with, like, cavemen drawing on the walls, and you get all the way up to, like, modern computers and space and shit. Um, and it's one of the better rides at, at the park. But to be honest, there aren't that many rides at Epcot anymore, so that's why we were struggling. And then right. in the evening, we were planning to go to Via Napoli, which is one of the uh, Italian restaurants in the Italy Pavilion. And then that night, we were planning to watch the fireworks at Epcot. And so that was our Epcot first day i like italian food and i like fireworks <laughs> not a particularly spectacular day but it does sound like something i would have enjoyed i think i'm going to give that a solid six sumsums. six okay so there's not been anything that's really like upset you at least no you've not had any days that i've been like what are you doing <laughs> right so next is a trip to our newest theme park at Disney, which is Animal Kingdom. Not Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom. I think I'm going to like this. Yeah. So it's basically um, half zoo, 
and half theme park. And it's really cute. So as well as the rides, there is plenty of stuff to just walk around and exhibits to see and things. Um, which a lot of people uh, forget about and don't give enough credit. Because if you like a zoo, you'll like this one. Okay, I, d- I do need to put a quite heavy caveat on this. This may be your first zero sum sums oh, if Disney aren't ethical. Yeah. Um, do have they committed to a conservation, a worldwide conservation program with their animals? Yes, they have. Then carry on. You are not getting zero sum sums. <laughs> this is this is not Tiger King. Yeah. So um, that's fine as long as it's an ethical zoo. Yeah. I mean, there were there is a lot of things that they do to be as ethical as possible, and I know it could be Disney propaganda, but you know, as far as we know, everything's cool. So our day starts off with planned for going to a buffet breakfast called Tusker House, um, which again everything. There is a lot of African theming to this park in particular. So food-wise, um, a lot of the buffet stuff has a kind of African-inspired uh, theme. So lots of things like um, rice, really nice rices and African curries. Maybe not at breakfast time, but there is later in the day. And this is what they call a character breakfast. So on this breakfast, you get to meet Goofy, Donald, Daisy, Mickey and Minnie. Who's Daisy? Daisy Duck, that's Donald's missus. Oh, yeah, I have seen her. She doesn't wear any trousers either. No, she doesn't. <laughs> no. But they're all kitted out in safari gear when they come and meet you. That's how it's called. So they right. basically walk around the restaurant and say hi to everyone. So, so wait, so, so she's got protective gear on top, but she's got a faff out down below. Absolutely, yeah. Right, okay, just so we know. At breakfast as well, disgusting. Right, okay. So as, as... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. So I love how Donald Duck doesn't make sense. <laughs> Me too. You don't need a shirt if you've got your knob out. That's it's <laughs> a fundamental problem of clothing. If you've got your knob out, you probably shouldn't bother with a shirt unless you're getting out of the shower. In which case, you uh, have to cover up, don't you? Well, yeah, but the, Donald would probably just put the towel around his chest and still have his knob out. <laughs> He's a weirdo. He is. Put your knob away, Donald. Right. So our ride. Your corkscrew knob. <laughs> did you know that? I did. Ducks I'm... have got corkscrew knobs. I think we mentioned it on an episode recently. I can't remember why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. Right. Um, then, yeah, our rides. First of all, we've got, um, there's a ride called Dinosaur. The premise of this ride is you are in a time-traveling jeep um, on the way back in time to try and find and locate and bring back a dinosaur to the future. And it's as weird and crazy as it sounds. And apparently really scary because there's a lot of darkness and the ride kind of whips around quite a lot. But, that sounds cool. So yeah. it's not themed on one of our dinosaurs is missing there. No, thank fuck for that. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> See, I listen to your show as well as guest on it. <laughs> I mean, I could try and give it the authentic one of our dinosaurs is missing experience and just be horrifically racist the whole way I'm riding, all whole time I'm riding. Try not, eh? Yeah, maybe not. Let, 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 let's let's go low on racism on this trip. I, that, that's a one sure way for me to not enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> then our second ride. So there is a section of this part which is quite new, which I didn't know if you were aware is themed on the James Cameron film Avatar. I've never seen Avatar. 
It's pretty boring. It's pretty. It's just a retelling of Pocahontas, basically. But the rides for it are apparently amazing. Um, I'm, oh, I've heard of it. I've heard it referred to as Blucahontas, and now that makes sense. Yeah, because yeah, the Blue Alien Pocahontas. Yeah, but the ride that we've picked for our fast pass is called Flight of Passage, and basically it's a simulator ride. So this is the. The furthest I'm really pushing my motion sickness because people tell me you absolutely have to do this and you won't be sick. But I've heard people say the opposite. So because it is the ride that you have to do and because I could get a fast pass, we decided to go for it. But basically, you're right in the films. The aliens ride on these basically pterodactyls, half pterodactyl, half dragon. And so Flight cool. of Passage is you riding one of these creatures um, through the sky. And it's supposed to be incredible. But the you riding this sort of a bit like a motorbike that you're, you're leaning back on. But the harness, even the harness, which is over you. Um, moves as if the creature that you're riding is breathing. So it's completely immersive on that side of things. And there's winds like whipping your face and stuff. So apparently it's like incredible. So that does sound good. We had to, even though I'll probably feel awful afterwards, I thought I better still try it. Because then at least I can say to people afterwards, don't go on it, it makes you throw up. Anyway, like like I've said to you before, if I don't leave Alton Towers feeling like shit, it's not been a good Alton Towers. Fair enough. Then our final ride is um, the basically they have the a kill, it's called the Kilimanjaro Safari, and it's you go around pretty much like a Jeep Safari over here, pretty much. You know the ones that you get in wherever. Yeah, um, and it's basically just one of them. So that's always fun. And then our evening meal we have at a restaurant called Yak and Yeti, which is sort of um, Nepalese Gurkha food. Oh, yes. Yeah. Count me in for that. My kind of shit, that one. Um, And then we're due to do the kind of evening show, but they don't do fireworks for the sake of the animals. So they have um, floats on the water and and things like that and kites and stuff. So that was our Saturday. So the kites like people with poi. Is that, is that the kind of vibe I'm getting? Like a spectacular show with kites? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I think I'd enjoy that. I quite like kind of circusy shit. Mm. A lot of people say it's not as fun because there aren't fireworks, but to be honest, fireworks aren't my number one priority in a show. What animals have they got that you will have seen? Um, there's various chimps and monkeys. They've got tigers and um, a lot of Indian uh, animals. They have things like um, they've got a bird show as well. So you can see all these birds of prey and things. Is there plenty of big cats is basically what yes, I'm getting at. Yes, and they had, you know, the, they had cubs last year i think or maybe even the year before so they're they're doing good for um the conservation side of shit have they got any dick dicks oh i think they might have they've definitely got some kind of antelope and stuff and there's elephants and giraffes and all sorts right okay so i do like the zoo (laughs) i really do like the zoo and the evening meal sounds great and None of the rides particularly sounded like they would 
you know, they, they would change my life, but they all sound fun. That, that, I think, I think you've got a nice, solid eight sumsums today. Cool. Good work. The animals clinched it, did they? Yeah. It would have only been seven sumsums if they didn't have lots of, lots of cats. Cool. Okay. So, right. This, this next day is going to blow your mind, Mark. I'm, I'm excited to share this one with you. Good. Sunday's laundry day. What? (laughs) Sunday is laundry day. Laundry day. (laughs) Yeah. What's that mean? As in, I'm going to do me washing. That's all you're going to do in a whole day. (laughs) So the day is planned to be very relaxing, chilling by the pool at the hotel, going to the bar at lunch, uh, maybe even in the evening. But yeah, with it being a two-week holiday, we're planning on taking half as many clothes and then washing them um, because there is a laundrette. And then in the evening is where it gets actually quite fun because at the Disney Wilderness Resort, which is themed like uh, the old uh, American Outback, they no. they have a place called Pioneer Hall, which is a giant um, old school style theatre where they do the hoop de doo review dinner show, and we are going to that. And we what's the hoop de doop de doop show? It is an old school um, cabaret night um, themed to the American West, where they get everyone involved and doing daft things so as a scout you would enjoy this a lot of call and response and getting instruments out into the crowd for them to all um to all play and then as well as this all going on they just literally bring buckets of fried chicken and ribs and throw them at you now this sounds like the successor to something that i went to in the 80s called wild bill hickok's something show (laughs) And it was super expensive. I remember my dad really wanting to go, seeing the price, yeah, having go, having basically having kittens and then paying it. But we had so much fun as a family. We really loved it, and the the, the experience of them bringing food to you while there was like horse shows with people lassoing shit. It was it was brilliant. Yeah, and the fact that I remember it, considering I was only like ten or twelve. Yeah, you know that's. That's pretty cool. So I think I think your evening's entertainment sounds pretty cool. So for don't do your laundry. <laughs> we want in all seriousness, we decided we would we we knew one of our Airbnbs on our holiday was going to have a uh, a washing machine and stuff. So we were going to do our laundry there. We didn't. We just bought new pants. <laughs> well, the thing for me is most holidays have your, you know, your busy times and your relaxing times and you kind of balance it out. But if we don't have a laundry day, we are basically going to be at a theme park every day for two weeks. So... Oh, I, no, I, I agree with the relaxed day. I'd agree with, I agree with... I would agree with the let's not do much day. But just buy some new pants and socks and another couple of pairs of jeans. That's what we did. But... the the thing with Disney is it's so streamlined, the laundry system, because you slap all your clothes in a machine and there's an app on your phone that tells you how much progress has been made on your wash and when it will be ready. So you can literally go and do whatever the hell you want and come back and just grab them. So there is zero effort involved in washing your clothes apart from just being around to to collect them. 
for fuck's sake. <laughs> and in, when you were saying about the dinner show being dead expensive, one of the cool things about it for us is you can actually use your dining credits um, to pay for it. So we didn't have to pay extra out of pocket. It basically costs two, um, eat, uh, two main meal credits per person, but we have one day coming up where we're not actually going to be on Disney. So we won't be using the credits anyway. So it's worked out great. Wise. So you are, you are, you are the master planner. You, you, I think you would, to some extent, you haven't planned the exact days I would have done, but your planning skills are admirable. Look, mate. How long did you spend on this shit? I am not kidding when I say it took, um, basically six months to plan this. Which is why I need to, this is why I need closure on this holiday, Mark. This is why I need to talk about it, because otherwise I've just done all this for nothing. (laughs) Fair enough. I I think, I think I I agree with you that you need a relaxed day. I think I agree with you that, okay, maybe if there's no effort involved in washing your clothes, okay. Um... But I don't think it's particularly spectacular. Six sumsums. Okay, I'm 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 happy with that. That's fine. I understand entirely. Um, right. So that was the end of our first week, and it's taken us an hour and twenty minutes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so either way, we're definitely going to end um this episode as it airs right here. <laughs> Just to do a recap then, with six sumsums, we had our arrival day, our day at Magic Kingdom, uh, where we meet Mickey Mouse and go on the Seven Dwarves Mine train. We also had Epcot. We also had our laundry day, got six points. Then in with eight sumsums was Animal Kingdom and our day trip to Blizzard Beach, plus the Star Wars Cantina. But so far, our winning day by a long mile is uh, Hollywood Studios with nine points. Um, and that is when we went to the sci-fi dining for tea. We went on the Millennium Falcon and we played Toy Story and Tower of Terror. So that's where we're at. That's the one to beat. See if we can get a 10 next time. <laughs> They're not points. They're some sums. Some sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm pleased I haven't been saying gems. <laughs> Right, so thanks for joining us for part one, Mark. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah, I, I'm on the same network as you. I've got like quite a few shows and stuff. So if you like me chatting rubbish, then you know there's lots of opportunities to listen to that. I'm on Pull or Pass, which is a comic book radio show. That's once a week on a Sunday. I'm on uh, Shipwrecked and Comatose, which is a Red Dwarf podcast, where we go through each episode one by one, starting from the very first one. That's launched recently, so there's only a few episodes up, so get into that. That is at Red Dwarf Pod on Twitter. And I also do Life's Milestones, which is a podcast linked to my job as a humanist celebrant, where I talk to people about birth and naming ceremonies, weddings and relationships and then funerals and death that's kind of like an interview podcast where i kind of ask the same questions but to different people once a fortnight on a monday right brilliant 
thank you very much. And if people want to find us, you can uh, tweet us at Podwam. We're on Instagram at Without a Mouse, and my Twitter is at TimblesRH. That was quite efficient. I got through it straight away. Right. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much, Mark. Tatty bye. Cheerio. Without a Mouse is part of the We Made This Podcast Network. Logo by Chris House. Tuned by either or. Elsewhere, and we made this. Pick a disc. I think some songs also have like all those like interludes with like samples and um, spoken word as well. It kind of fits in into like the, the shambolic, but in a good way, nature of it. Yeah, look, I'd, I'd like, I like the fact that no song ever really ends as such. They're all just like the guitars stuff and then there's a little bit of electronics that kind of lull you through into the next track and stuff like that. I really... I like it's quite it's an organic thing, isn't it? It's kind of like a DJ set where the dude is just obsessed with the one band and he keeps circling back to it. <laughs> Pull or pass? I think it would be really weird if they tried to make the Fantastic Four um, something that had been around, but they didn't get involved in the Infinity War. You know? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. I think post Infinity War, it kind of becomes curious how you introduce heroes in a long-standing like if they were always meant to be their capacity but yeah. and that, unless they have a a film set in the 60s and they kill them off i mean they right. could do that couldn't they without a mouse actually when uh, me and my wife got married uh, in 2015 we booked our uh, honeymoon to california and went to Disneyland in California. As soon as we decided we were going to do that, I'd always wanted to go there, but mainly for the rides, not for the the Disney side of things so much. Yeah. And I started watching loads of... um, I mean, I I know I've heard you mention before, like the Disney Food Blog uh, YouTube videos and stuff like that. Yeah. And I I will sit there. when When I'm bored, I'm either watching synthesizer demos, random music videos, or stuff about... What food not to eat in Walt Disney World, which I've never been to and I'm not that likely to go to in the near future. Check out all of these shows and more on the We Made This Podcast Network.